The following is a sermon that was preached at Faith Lutheran Church in Sharpsburg, Georgia. For more information about our church or to hear past sermons from Faith Lutheran, visit georgiafaith.com. Thank you for listening. It should have been an easy trip. It shouldn't have taken more than a few hours to sail to the other side. But it wasn't uncommon for a windstorm to blow in unexpectedly, for thunderclouds to roll over the eastern hills and and settle right over the sea. They had only sailed to the middle of the Sea of Galilee when the winds picked up. They were miles from shore, and their boat was relatively small, not exactly built to withstand white-capped waves. What should have been an easy trip quickly turned into a dire situation. The fishermen among them knew what to do. They brought in the sails and broke out the oars. They would have to row the rest of the way. With 12 of them in the boat, it shouldn't take too long. They would only end up slightly delayed, but it would take some extra work. But then the winds got worse. And no matter which direction they tried to go, they were always pushed backward. It was as if this storm was maliciously working against them. After as many as 12 hours of nonstop rowing, the disciples were in the exact same spot they started. Stuck in the middle of the Sea of Galilee, in the middle of the night, making no progress. At that point, I've got to think that they were pretty tired. I mean, 12 hours of nonstop rowing? I can't imagine rowing nonstop against strong winds for 12 minutes, let alone 12 hours. It had to have been physically exhausting. And then the thought that they were no closer to shore than when they started? I mean, they had to have been asking themselves, what in the world is going on. Have you ever been there? Maybe not stuck in the middle of a lake, but have you ever felt that no matter how much you try, there never seems to be any real progress? Or that no matter what you do, everything seems to be working against you, problems coming from every direction? Have you ever felt like you've just kind of been stuck in the same spot? Financially, emotionally, spiritually? I mean, they say that we're supposed to learn from our mistakes. But why does it sometimes feel like I fall into the exact same sins day after day? They say that You're supposed to work at being a better person, that you're supposed to be better today than you were yesterday. But why does it sometimes feel that I'm no good at getting better? I mean, I know that I still say hurtful things sometimes. I know that I fall short of expectations. I sometimes let people down still. Why does it sometimes feel like I'm no closer to shore? 
And what does that say about me? You know, after hours and hours of rowing, the disciples had to have been exhausted. They had to have been wondering what was going on. Why weren't they making any progress? And I wonder if they started to ask themselves, well, what does this mean? I mean, are we going to make it out of this? Are we going to survive this storm? You know, it's interesting. This storm and this dire situation took place the night after Jesus miraculously fed thousands of people with five loaves of bread and two fish. This happened right after the 12 disciples gave out more food than that crowd of thousands even needed. And it happened right after those 12 disciples went and picked up 12 basketfuls of leftovers. They had seen with their own eyes, heard with their own ears, tasted with their own mouths, and felt with their own hands the fact that Jesus could do impossible things, and the fact that he cared enough about the people to do impossible things for them. Those 12 disciples were eyewitnesses of Jesus, who is God in the flesh. And yet, they forgot about him. In that boat, on that lake, during that storm, The disciples forgot about their Lord. They forgot that he was the one who told them to sail across, so they should have known that that in the end, no matter what happened, they'd be fine. They forgot that he had power over nature itself and that he could calm a storm with just a word. It's almost as if they forgot that he even cared about them. And instead, they were afraid. Mark writes that all of them were were so on edge and so worried and so anxious that when they saw a figure walking in the distance, they were immediately afraid. They were terrified. They cried out, all of them together. The thought that that figure could be their miraculous Lord, whom they know can do impossible things, that thought never crossed their minds those 12 eyewitnesses of Jesus. How many times have you been there? How many times in the face of struggle, of danger, of problems, of zero progress, how many times do we forget about Jesus? And instead immediately ask, What does all of this bad mean for me? Why is it all happening to me? Am I even going to make it out of this? I'm afraid. I'm afraid that things are never going to get better. After all, how could they? I'm stuck. When we're wrapped up in our own fear, that's when we can start to forget. We can start to forget what God has done for us and what he's promised us. We can start to forget to trust him, especially when the bad gets worse. When that diagnosis 
finally comes. The one that you've been dreading, the one that you had hoped would never happen. When that relationship continues to crumble away and and the distance between you and them gets even further and it becomes even more strained and awkward. When that sense of guilt and the knowledge of everything that you've done just never seems to go away. You know, it makes sense that, that the world is full of brokenness. I mean, you think about everything that happens out there. Yeah, it makes sense. But why? Why does it also have to be so close to home? Why does it have to be me and my brokenness? It's in those times. Those times of struggle, of doubt, of fear. It's in those times when it, when it feels like there's no progress and we're just treading water. It's in those worst of times when the question might just cross our minds. Am I alone? And that's when Satan sneaks in and he whispers, Yes, you are. Now, that's a lie. Don't get me wrong. But like Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, who were listening to a talking snake, we can fall for it. We can believe it. And as we're turning it over in our minds, we can start concocting reasons as to why, yeah, that that is true. I am alone. I am helpless. Reasons like, well, nobody understands. Nobody knows what it feels like to be me and to have my problems. And even if they do, I don't want them to. I don't want my family and friends to know how much I struggle or the problems that I have or how much I'm a failure. I don't want to be anybody's burden. No, I'm just going to keep to myself because there's nowhere to turn. At that point, we're right back in the middle of the lake with no hopes of making it to shore. We're right there with those 12 disciples who were forgetting about Jesus and thinking that they were completely alone, miles away from anybody. But that couldn't be further from the truth. The disciples were exhausted. They were afraid. They might have even thought that they were completely alone, destined to drown. But that couldn't be further from the truth. Jesus saw the disciples straining, and he went out to them. Despite being wrapped up in their own fear and their own doubt, Despite uselessly straining for hours and hours and thinking that they were alone, Jesus never let them out of his sight. He wouldn't have let them sink or drown. He cared about them. He loved them. They were his children. But like any child who's, who thinks he's lost and afraid in the dark, they were scared. And so Jesus went out to them. He could have just appeared in the boat with them, but he didn't. He could have just instantly stopped the storm like he had before, but he didn't. 
No, he wanted to show them something, to teach them. He went out to their boat, which was in the middle of the Sea of Galilee, walking on the water, walking effortlessly over the very thing that threatened them, walking effortlessly over the very thing that they thought separated them from everybody else, the very thing that they thought made them alone, because he wanted them to realize that their Lord never let them out of his sight. That their Lord would never let any real harm come to them. That, that their Lord can and does overcome anything that troubles them. That they were never alone. And as soon as Jesus stepped into their boat, the waves stopped. The winds died down. It was completely calm. Completely safe. No matter the struggle, no matter the fear, no matter the doubt, no matter the pain, no matter the time, no matter the place, Jesus has never and will never let you out of his sight. Jesus will not let you be overtaken by the winds and waves of this world, this broken world. Now, of course, that doesn't mean there won't be winds and waves. That doesn't mean that there won't be any challenges or problems or struggles in this life. But remember this. Jesus is the Lord over all creation. He has power and authority over all things. And he has legions of angels at his command. And he knows what it feels like. He knows what it feels like to be exhausted. He carried the weight of the world's sin. He carried the cross to Calvary. He knows what it feels like to experience pain and sorrow. He knows what it feels like to be alone. More than anyone who has ever lived. As God the Father turned away from him in judgment of the world, as the storm of sin washed over him, Jesus cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He knows what it feels like. More than anyone. And as he hung from the cross, and with just a few words, he put an end to the storm. He said, it is finished. All so that you and I could have the weight of our own sin and our own brokenness lifted off of our shoulders. All so that you and I could be completely safe, totally unafraid, and never alone. Brothers and sisters of faith, Today is my last Sunday in Sharpsburg. My prayer for all of you today and always is that the good news of Jesus is your joy and your encouragement and your motivation as you run the race, as you fight the good fight as you keep the faith that God has graciously given you, that faith that you go out and share with the world, faith that builds up, faith that encourages, 
Faith that strengthens. Faith that comforts. Faith in your Savior Jesus, who has promised to never let you out of his sight. Who has promised to be with you every step of the way. Wherever, whenever, always, and forever. God grant it. Amen.